Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sports Pick Info, college football picks, predictions, betting information card here on Friday. October 18th. I'm your host, Tony T. We got Joe Duffy getting ready here to talk to some college football. You'll see Joe Duffy at top of the leaderboards at picksandparlays.net. There's Joe right there, ready to wire it up, ready to go here, uh, having a fantastic uh, season uh, in, in the sports he handicaps. You'll see him on top of the leaderboards over our sponsoring site, picksandparlays.net, where the top cappers in the nation post their plays individually on a guaranteed win basis. Leaderboards and more to showcase the top cappers. We'll have a coupon code to share with you a little later in the show. And we'll let you know you can listen to our podcast over on Apple iTunes. If you would, in that search box, type in Sports Pick Info and subscribe. Download, rate, and review. We greatly appreciate it. Our show is broadcast live over Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Channel ID, Sports Pick Info. But let's bring him in. Joe Duffy on top of the leaderboards over at picksandparlays.net. Joe, how does it feel, man? I'm doing great, Tony. You said I'm wired up. I hope so. I noticed I inadvertently unplugged my microphone, but I hope I plugged it back in correctly. You can hear me, correct? I can hear you. You're fine. All You're right, fine. Good. good, good, good. Now, we're, we're doing great. Uh, 16 and 4. Uh, football run at picksandparlays.net. We got a huge, huge weekend already. Uh, Saturday's plays are up. And, uh, you know, as we file this report, hopefully my uh, football plays are doing quite well. You know, as soon as I get off with you, I'm going to hopefully watch a couple winners come in and add to that 16-4 and four football record. That's right. Joe, having a fantastic uh, season here. You can check him out over at picksandparlays.net. And, Joe, we got some Friday college football going on. We got four games. Wow, they're giving us four here. So we got something to talk about. So we'll start here. Conference USA marshaled FAU. FAU laying five and a half, total 59 and a half. Of course, FAU seems to be hitting stride here on this four-game win streak after a slow start. Marshall, while well, they struggled scoring on the road at Boise and Middle Tennessee State. Uh, so here we go, Joe. FAU laying five and a half, total 59 and a half. Yeah, Marshall's um, one and four. They have the nation's ninth worst. Uh, some people call it the sweat barometer. I like to call it the margin of cover. That's what I called it before people called it otherwise. But anyway, at minus... 8.8 points per game. So they've been a great team to bet against. And basically when you use that uh, margin of cover, that shows you that it's not because, you know, they're just barely failing the cover, that when they're not covering, they're definitely not covering. Now it's interesting. Marshall's 5-1 and one straight up in the series, including 31-7 and seven last year. A lot of people would say, okay, it's revenge time, right? Not necessarily, folks. Uh, wasn't able to find any revenge angle. In fact, slightly would benefit Marshall when you have a, an underdog of three and a half or more that won by 24 or more the previous meeting, a pretty decent 348, 309, and, and 11. But my point is not so much that that's an edge. Just be careful assuming that revenge is a factor uh, for FAU because it's not necessarily. Um, what I like here, I'm gonna, I like the total. Uh, both teams love to use their tight ends. As I've always said time and time again, uh, handicapping totals is much more about the pace of the game than it is offensive or defensive, uh, you know, efficiency and, and how good a team is. And I think both of these teams are going to really do a lot of dinking and, you know, nickel and diming. Now, there's no really objective opening total. Different people use different opening totals, but I like to use the bet online. It did drop from 65 to 59 and a half, and I think that's one of the reasons a lot of people were expecting it to not be wide open. 
Uh, interesting here, Marshall, their true freshman Brock Thompson had a breakout performance against Old Dominion, 91 yards on six catches, so they may have a brand new weapon that they had not had all year. But also, getting back to one of the reasons I do like the under, Marshall's defense, they uh, struggled at the beginning of the year adjusting to their new defensive coordinator, Brad Lambert. They seem to be playing much better coming off of their best defensive effort of the year. When a team's defense is off of a contest in which they allowed 150 or more yards below their season average, which is the case with Marshall, the next game, meaning this game, goes under 446, 366, and 15. So I do think that Marshall's defense is getting a little bit better. I also think both of these teams, when they toss the ball, they're not going to be throwing the ball downfield. So the under is what I like. Yeah, you've got. I like the fact you bring that up. You got some improvement meters there. You look at here because you know I was thinking about some of these young teams who look really bad early on in the season. They fall under people's radar, but then you start seeing you start seeing this incremental improvement as season goes on. So you've got some metrics there to, to track that when, when teams start to show improvement, especially these young teams that are just figuring out early. And I think more so because there's a very specific reason they seem to really struggle learning the new schemes on defense. As I said, they had a new defense coordinator. Now they are, and, and also with the fact that their, def their offense is a little more efficient, not more high-powered, um, I think also the defense is being asked to do a little bit less. They're going to spend less time on the field. But, yeah, there is, I think there is a very specific reason why Marshall's defense is turning the corner, and I think it's because they're finally get adjusting to the schemes a lot better. All right, continue here with Joe Duffy, some ACC action here. Pitt at Syracuse here. Pitt laying three and a half, total 52. Pitt, very good defensive team. Blue elite, big lead at Duke, but they pull it out 33-30. Syracuse, while well, they beat up on those mid-majors, struggled scoring against the power conference team. I know their quarterback, DeVito, has been criticized early, but believe it or not, look at his numbers. He's shown a little bit of improvement himself here. So uh, Pitt laying three and a half on the road, total of 52. Yeah, but Syracuse, you know, they generally like to play that high-powered offense. So you got you know, the quarterback is as important at Syracuse as they are at just about any program. And like you said, you know, Syracuse, the record, not very impressive. Their wins over Liberty and Holy Cross, they're 3-3 three and three straight up. And those two, you know, they're just basically uh, tune-up games. Meanwhile, Pitt, their only losses were to Virginia and Penn State. And uh, they have two wins as underdogs this year, plus – they lost to Penn State by only seven at Penn State. You know, they're one time. Look, I'm old enough. We talk about old enough. I'm old enough to remember when this was one of the bigger rivalries. Well, that, I'm sorry, Pitt and Penn State was one of the biggest rivalries in sports. But, um, look, uh, Pitt, they're, they're pretty – they still have some talent. They're um, twosome. Maurice French and Tyzar Mack, it's a top twosome in the nation with uh, catches. They combined for 91 catches. Uh, Pitt's secondary – Probably the best under Narduzzi. Now their safety, Paris Ford, is going to miss the first half because of a suspension that he got a couple weeks ago against uh, Duke. But, you know, Pitt's run defense has been sensational. They're allowing just 2.9 yards per rush versus opponents that normally get four and allowing 4.3 yards per play to teams that normally are getting 5.5. So with Syracuse's offense not quite being as explosive as they were in the past, uh, Pittsburgh very good against the run. They've got a talented secondary I think this game is going to be pretty low score, and I do like the under here as well. All right, under once again, because we were both on the radio show with that, that Syracuse-NC State. We hit that one, didn't we, Joe? We're on that same under. Yes, <laughs> yes. You know, when, when the two experts agree, it's time to empty the wallet. That's right. It's, the trouble is when you got four or five on the same side, I think it weighs it too heavily. <laughs> yeah, well, there are you. Look, we, we talk on the radio show. Um, we'll talk a lot about the contrarian stuff. I don't mean contrarian with the, the great handicappers on picksandparlays.net, but, 
You know, there's a lot of websites out there where you can get very accurate information who the public is betting on. And I used to weigh contrarian plays a lot more heavy than I do now, but it's still good cooperating data. Absolutely. All right. Continue here with Joe. Quick hitters here. Ohio State Northwestern. Ohio State 28, 28 and a half some places, total 50. There's a there's a network change. This one from Fox 1 to Big 10. Well, because there's no off day tomorrow in baseball. So this one moved to Big 10. Ohio State laying 28 or 28 and a half, total 50. Well, that's fine with me, Tony T. Uh, my cable system doesn't have the ACC network somehow, but we do have the Big 10 network. So that's not going to affect me at all. Yeah, I am wearing, you know, one of my Ohio State sweatshirts. shirts. I just got back from Ohio State a couple days ago. Uh, Ohio State, I'm gonna, by the way, I have a premium pick on the side um, at picksandparlays.net. And don't, don't assume I've never made any picks ever. Uh, never made any bets with my uh, heart, always with my head. Ohio State, they're one of the best teams in the country, spread-wise, 5-1, and one, uh, covering by an average of 18 points per game. In fact, the only team that's better is their fellow Big Ten team, uh, Wisconsin. Northwestern's going under 4-1 and one by an average of 11.4 points per game. That's the fifth-best under team in the country, but it just comes down to this. Both of these teams are pretty impressive on uh, defense. Only Ohio State is impressive on, on offense. When you look at Ohio State's holding teams to 1.3 yards per rush below their normal average, 1.7 yards per play. Northwestern's pretty darn good on the uh, defensive side of the ball. They're holding teams to 0.7 yards per rush and 1.6 yards per pass below their normal average. But Northwestern's offense is awful. Ohio State's offense is still very good. But again, uh, you know, it's medium range total, but you got two very good defenses, only one competent offense. You know, I, I just think this game's going to be fairly low scoring. And I, another game where I like the under. All right, that's right. Of course, I heard in Northwest they grow that grass a little high to, to keep those to hurt those speedy teams. <laughs> yeah, that, that's. I think they've been doing that for years. And you know, whether or not that really pays off, we you know, especially some baseball teams do that against the, the speedy teams and whatnot. But yeah, it might be a factor to consider as well. Yeah, Northwestern's quarterback play. Since they lost their starter in Week One at Stanford, I don't think their quarterbacks can complete half their passes, and that's can can be an issue right there. All right, continue here with Joe Duffy. Young teams here meeting on late night, uh, CBS Sports Network, UNLV at Fresno State. Fresno State laying 16, total 53. UNLV, one of the surprise uh, uh, results from last week <laughs> was their yeah. win at Vanderbilt. I know Vanderbilt's a, a little down this year. They're rebuilding themselves, but uh, the, I don't know if this freshman quarterback's figuring it out. We'll see. Fresno State here laying 16, total of 53. Yeah, and the total here, Tony T, is a, a premium pick at picksandparlays.net with Joe Duffy's picks, as you said. Yeah, that was definitely one of the more surprising results of the uh, year, especially considering entering that game, they're off of four straight losses of 16 or more. Now, when uh, underdogs are off of a win as an underdog of seven and a half or more in that game, they continue their momentum a decent 54 and 42. That would benefit UNLV. Uh, Fresno State, for those that like to bet, you know, halftime lines and quarter lines and live lines, which you can do, Fresno State. Just one touchdown in five third quarters. Fresno's been a very good first-half team. They've been a, a not-so-good second-half team, and they've been a terrible third-quarter team. Um, UNLV, the starting quarterback, Armani Rogers, was cleared, but he's not going to start. In fact, he's probably not even their starting quarterback anymore. Rogers with two touchdowns, three interceptions. The guy that took his place, uh, Kenyon Oblad, he's played much better. So he probably is really their new starting quarterback. 739 yards, uh, five touchdowns, and three interceptions. But, but... The fact that they will have two guys available who have gotten um, a, a, a decent amount of playing time, I think that's pretty important to consider when, when you know, they are getting 16 points. Uh, UNLV, their sophomore running back, Chad Miger, 
He was averaging five yards per carry after missing the first four games, so they have a weapon they haven't had most of the year. Also, the fact that the line moved, um, like I said, the, the what I think is the most accurate opening line, the federal line, it opened up at 13 and a half. It's now up to about 16. I just think it's too many points. You know, it's sometimes when you're betting the underdog, you got to sweat it out. But, hey, no guts, no glory. UNLV will keep it close enough. Yeah, this is not the same Fresno's team from last year. They lost a lot, including McMarion, which was a really good quarterback uh, for them. Yeah, that's true. And they're, they're playing, well, I think it's called Jim Sweeney Stadium. And they're, they're um, a long way away from their, their glory days. But, yeah, Fresno State, definitely a quality team, not nearly as great as they were. And I'm not so sure UNLV is is as bad as they've shown this year. Like I said, they got, you know, a new running back who missed the first four games. So they have a very, very important weapon and they've got some confidence. So I think they're pretty dangerous as an underdog here. All right. Sports Big Info here joined by Joe Duffy saying what today was brought by picks and parlays.net where all the top cappers in the nation post their plays individually on a guaranteed win basis, leaderboards and more showcasing top cappers. When you check out picks and parlays.net atop the leaderboard, number one right now, Joe Duffy past seven days, over 1,100 units of profit, Joe. Man, you're seeing it, man. Of course, uh, uh, you, you stick you stick true with your with your database and uh, things going well for you. Yeah, that's our database. You know, is about 90% of my stuff. I still like to use some of the organic stuff, but like I said, NBA's coming up. Um, a lot of my regular clients at PicksandParlays.net are probably familiar with what I call an anti-splits angle. Splits are very important in handicapping, but most people use them incorrectly. And the sport where it does the best is in the NBA. Like I said, it's just one of those basic theories that crosses sports, and it's tremendous in the NBA. We're going to make a fortune on the pro hardwood uh, this year, but we're also going to make some big money this weekend. I think I have seven, I believe I have seven Saturday winners up, including I think at least two wise guys, but go to picksandparlays.net and double check that. I, I forget, I don't even have all my plays memorized, to be honest with you, but they're up there. Uh, just like I don't have my systems memorized, my computer reminds me that spits them out for me, and we're going to spit out a lot more winners this weekend as well. Absolutely, guys. Check out Joe Duffy out at picksandparlays.net. And, of course, you'll find his daily plays there right on, the, on his on his page. And use that coupon code TOWINGT. We'll save you 15% off at checkout. But if you want the best value, pick up his 30-day package for $349. Get all of Joe Duffy's plays from the NFL, college football, Major League Baseball playoffs, and NBA is now in play because it starts on Tuesday. So be sure to get on board here with Joe Duffy Sports Picks over at picksandparlays.net. And, of course, that coupon code TONYT will save you 15% off at checkout. And, of course, you can find Joe Duffy by clicking his handicap, handicapper tab, finding his name, Joe Duffy, over to his uh, handicapping page. And right there, you'll find his link for his 30-day package. And, you know, Joe, when we give out your records here, we give everybody's records. Uh, they want to let people know out there that they're documented. They can see your results right there on your handicapping page. Yeah, they do. And like I always say, I know that different gamblers like different things. Some people just want to know. I'm betting the NBA, who's the best NBA handicapper? Some people just want to know who's the hottest handicapper in the world. Other people are like, I want you to prove to me that you've got good data. I want you to convince me that this is a good place. So you can look at the analysis. You can look at long-term results. You can look at short-term results. You can look at overall results. You can look at it by sport. So whatever your criterion is, you can go to picksandparlays.net and find your handicapper, which, which I think it should be Joe Duffy, but there's a lot of other great handicappers there as well. That's right, guys. That's right. So when you go and check out Joe's plays, you'll be seeing the write-ups, the analysis, the supporting documents there to support the play. All right, Debbie. Sure, again, picksandparlays.net. Joe Duffy's 30-day package, 349. Use the coupon code TONYT, 15% off at checkout, number one at picksandparlays.net. All right, Joe, as always, great having your show. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you next week. All right, Tony, too. Look forward to it.
All right, everybody, Joe Duffy here on Sports Pick Info. Joe also did a Major League Baseball segment, so if uh, you happen to miss it, or if you're listening to us on, on segments, check the timeline, Joe Duffy's MLB. For your live uh, visitors out there, we got Alex Smart NFL in about five minutes. Tony T, check those notifications. We'll be on soon. Sports Pick Info, MLB Picks, Predictions, Ben Information, Playoff Baseball for Friday, October 18th. I'm your host, Tony T. We got Joe Duffy here ready to talk some Major League Baseball. We'll get to Joe in just a second. You'll see him on top of the leaderboards over at picksandparlays.net. That's our sponsor society here. Picks and Parlays, where all the top cappers in the nation post their plays individually on a guaranteed win basis. Leaderboards and more showcasing top cappers. We'll have a coupon code to share with you a little later in the show. But uh, welcome in the show, Joe Duffy. Uh, Joe, how you doing? How's it feel to be on top of the mountain here? It, does, it feels great, Tony T. And like I said, I'm not sure. I haven't gotten out a piece of pencil and paper myself and done check marks, but I know I've got to be one of the very few that's among the leaderboards, not only for the uh, preseason, which of course is over, the current NFL season, and the current college football season. And that's true because, look, so many of my angles, my theories cross sports. It has to do with overreaction and what. So it Definitely feels good, and we're going to be there for a, a long time, and NBA is here almost. Oh, that's right. We're about to count down the days under a week until it's Tuesday when we get the NBA, so looking forward to that change of sport. Keep us more busy than we already are, but still it's a lot of fun. Of course, uh, we're winding down with baseball here, uh, just single-day action. Uh, we still have the ALCS. I know this one will go off on Friday, but we can look at the pitchers here. At 7 Eastern time, Astros, Verlander, Yankees, Pax in the line has New York minus 135, total 7.5. Of course, Verlander, you know, it, 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 it faced the Yankees in game two, two runs allowed, six and two-thirds innings. But his only bad start in the playoffs was on short rest. But Paxson, well, he lasted two and a third innings in his last start at Houston, allowing one run, four hits, and two walks. Uh, was shaking his start at home to Minnesota, but got bailed out by run support. So this pitching matchup looks at like Verlander and Paxton, uh, Joe, and we have the Yankees favored minus 135. Yeah, and clearly, look, um, in the case of Justin Verlander, as you said, when he's got more than just three days rest, there's nobody tougher in the in the uh, postseason. I do, though, I've, I've said this for years and years and years, I do think that the odds makers kind of overvalue pitching. In reality, I'll go with the hotter team. So I do want to see what certainly happens, uh, you know, a Thursday night. Um, it's By the time the morning comes is when I'll really have all my information and update it, but you know, you got a playoff game that you want to win. I, I can't think of anybody I'd rather have in the box than Justin Verlander. Yeah, it should be a very difficult spot. And, of course, uh, you know, Joe, when you look at your computer data and whatnot, uh, you know, it just seems to me over the years uh, that at Yankee Stadium, uh, the balls and strikes, it just seems that sometimes they, you know, it's harder for that opposing pitcher to get those those corner calls on the corner of the plate. Yeah, it's interesting. Look, Yankee Stadium, it does have a certain mystique there. I'm not one of those, you know, big conspiracy theorists where the, the officials are going to be intimidated or they're going to give one team the benefit of the doubt. That that may be the case, but there's no question, even, you know, it's the new Yankee Stadium. I'm, I'm old enough to have been to the last two Yankee Stadiums. There's still just a certain mystique about it, and I can see how it's very intimidating and in how the Yankees are going to have even more of a home field advantage in the playoffs than most teams will, for sure. So you think getting plus money here with Verlander, who's probably the, with, with, with a good position to be in. Regardless, I mean, as we speak here, they're, they're about ready to start here, game number yeah. uh, four here. So uh, uh, even if it's a, you know, a situation here, we could be looking 2-2, we could be looking at closeout. But Verlander plus money here looks like a, a good position. 
Definitely, you know, but that's an early reaction. Yeah. Obviously, some of my best systems and, and the teams, their strategy is going to change based on what happens tonight. You know, how deep do the Yankees go into their bullpen? They might wind up going to their bullpen pretty early tomorrow. So I would say, though, if you're getting plus money on Justin Verlander, that's one hell of a start. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Maybe even look at... Uh... Uh, do you do any? Did you delve into any first five innings? I do have some cappers that like to look at that because they're afraid of these bullpens. No, and it's interesting. I guess if anything, most of my software doesn't do full games. I don't really do a lot of first half stuff. Sometimes, especially on the tremendous picks and parlays radio show, I'll give some advice on some things I would look for during live lines in college football and the NFL. But I guess it's one of those, you know, going back 30 years where you couldn't bet first five innings with uh, the local guys back in the 1980s when I started betting. And most of the software that I have is for full games, whether it's, you know, baseball or football. But, yeah, and I think that people that analyze pitches, as I've said, I probably take more in the consideration teams than I do pitchers. And I know when it comes to first five innings, I think that's where you're definitely going to weigh the starting pitchers a lot more heavily. All right. I know you mentioned here with the wait here, wait time here with the with the Nationals on the sweep. We're looking at a long layoff. They won't, it looks like they're going to start the World Series on Tuesday. So uh, I know you you shared some interesting data there on the yep. Picks and Parlays Radio Show. Maybe you'll share it here here in our audience here. Some interesting data about rest in these in, in playoffs. Yeah, I believe it was um, when a team has two more days rest than their opponent. It's won thirteen straight when they've had three more days rest than their opponent. It's won six straight, but even in the history of the database, it was positive with at least two more days rest and certainly with at least three more days rest. Obviously, as the number gets higher, there's just a fewer game sample. But yes, the more rested team has done quite well. And I think that went back to, uh, you know, I, can't, I wish I had it in front of me. But yes, certainly uh, like 13 straight winners. Now, more times than not, not shockingly, the team that was more rested is the team that, you know, maybe swept their opponent and they were the, the favorite. So more times than not, the more rested team is the favorite. But still, it, yes, as far as the rest versus rust, the computer says rest is definitely a lot better to have in the playoffs. Well, I can vouch being out here on the West Coast watching the Showtime Lakers. They had more rest than any team in my lifetime between playoff series with all the sweeps they did. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's another thing I said when it comes to – to basketball, and it's more of regular season, that usually rest benefits the teams that needs the rest. When teams are playing well, as the Lakers were, maybe the, the rest wasn't such a, a good thing there in the NBA. But, but, yeah, all in all, I think in any single sport, and, you know, maybe we'll even talk about this in the NFL when it comes to week 16 and 17. Do you want to rest your players if you already have a playoff spot uh, clinch? I still think all in all, I'd rather have rest, but I, I think at the end of the day, playoff series and playoff games in the NFL, they're not really determined by the more rested team. I think that's people overvalue that. Yeah, and also we think, I think we have to look here at the, at the management structure as well. You know, these off days, they're organized. There's organized activities, and a lot of times you have these, uh, these um, uh, what do they call these, simulated games. Yeah. Simulated games, and you have their, their prospects are out there. I don't know if they pull them for their forty-man roster or how that's worked out, but they've got they got some strong arms, young arms in there, minor league arms, and you know they don't pitch, they don't go a full, uh, you know, six months of the season. So they're going to see live pitching. Maybe ninety guys, some of those minor leaguers get up to over ninety miles an hour. So even these batters, they're they're, they're still going to be participating in these simulated games. So I, I don't know how much it's going to impact them. You know, we're, we're worried about timing these days. 
Yeah, and plus, look, the fact that in the postseason, it's a case where you have closers who didn't pitch in the eighth inning all year are going to be asked to get four and five outs, and you even have sometimes starting pitchers will go into the bullpen, and your your number one, your setup man's going to be asked to pitch longer. So anytime you're asking pitchers to pitch longer in a game than they did in the regular season, I don't see how rest is going to do anything but benefit them. And yeah, you could do the simulated games, and I know that the players say that there's still nothing like playing in a real game, but Look, these guys are playing at such a high level. They played 162 regular season games. You know, they they've played whatever nine, ten playoff games. If they're going to get rusty just with you know three or four days off, um, you know, then they're they're they don't even belong playing this time of the year. So if a team's you know still playing this deep into the year, I don't think they're capable of getting rusty. Yeah, and of course, you know, we talked about bullpens, and sure enough, the worst bullpen in baseball is in the World Series. But yeah. maybe if you back out some of the bad ones and you take some of those, you know, number four, number five starters, even those guys that are long guys, number six, I always call six starters who guys that, that, that they can push in the rotation. Those guys start to eat up innings, and that kind of impact kind of skews the bullpen numbers a little bit. Yeah, and, and look, we've seen, you know, you talked about uh, the L.A. Dodgers. We've seen Kevin Brown, I think, when he was both with the Dodgers and with Florida. He was a guy who was used out of the bullpen, so they're using a lot more starters out of the bullpen. So even these teams that have very, very weak bullpens during the regular season, they're their number three guy out of the bullpen, their number four guy out of the bullpen. He's not going to see all, all that many pitches. Maybe he'll come in uh, for a lefty-righty situation, but that's one of those golden rules. you got to realize that, Teams can shorten their pitching staff, but they still got to bat nine guys. So there's a lot more flexibility to do things with your pitching staff that you, that you don't do during the regular season than you could do with your uh, offensive lineup. So I think that, you know, a smart manager is aware of that and uses that to his advantage. I think what shocked a little bit of people back in those Marlins day with Jack McKeon, when, he, when you would see uh, Dontrell Willis and company, they would start and then it would be in the bullpen. Next day, they'd come out of the bullpen, they come in the third. Four. People thought he was nuts, but it worked for McKeon. Yeah, and it is, and like I said, we, we've seen quite a few guys over the years, um, you know, get uh, get saves out of the bullpen who were starting pitchers. And yeah, Don, John Trell Willis, I think there were times that he pitched, uh, you know, he would get four and five outs where he wouldn't necessarily do that during the uh, regular season. So you definitely have to think completely that, you know, that was one of the criticisms here in Atlanta against Bobby Cox. He didn't really use his starters out of the bullpen quite as much. He would manage the playoffs like it was the regular season. A lot of people think that he should have won a lot more world championships with uh, that talented team that he had. He only won one world championship. I happen to be one of the people that agrees with that. And I think one of those reasons is because he was hesitant to use his pitchers differently than he did during the regular season. Yeah, I almost want to go with your best in that situation. Even even the pitchers. I mean, look at Randy Johnson. Didn't he have a complete game and then the next day he pitches an inning or a few outs in in uh, in that series? Yes, Randy Johnson is most definitely a guy who um, who has gotten some saves in the uh, postseason. I think there's a, a long list here. And then, like I say, conversely, I remember here in Atlanta when Pete Smith, he may not have been one of the greatest pitchers ever, but he was sizzling high. I think there was one year he had 10 starts, and the Braves were undefeated in his 10 starts, but he didn't even throw one pitch in the postseason, and the Braves were eliminated, where I think certainly by based on today's thinking, he's a guy who would have been used out of the bullpen. But yes, you're definitely right. I do remember Randy Johnson closing out a uh, game or two as well. Absolutely. Sports Big Info here is joined by uh, Joe Duffy here as we take a look at Major League Baseball here, the playoff game for Friday. Our segment today was brought to you by PicksandParlays.net, where all the top cappers in the nation post their plays individually on a guaranteed win basis. You can find Joe Duffy atop the leaderboards past seven days, 100 units better up over 1,100 units 
Uh, Joe, you, you've been doing very well over at picksandparleys.net. And, of course, uh, these plays are documented. We throw out records out there. People can go out there and check your handicapping page and see the results themselves. They can, and uh, as we talk, I'm 16-4. and four. Of course, we got some games getting underway, 16-4 and four with football plays. But, yeah, some, some time-proven theories and angles have been doing uh, quite well. And certainly some of my uh, mathematical totals are doing extremely well. And this is a time of the year where people are going to overreact to data and, you know, they're going to go with this convoluted logic. This team needs it more. So therefore, I'm going to bet them. And it's just not true. So, you know, be careful. Don't outsmart yourself. You definitely want to go to picks and parlays with them where they're professional handicappers and all of us have long, long track records. Absolutely. You can find Joe Duffy over at picksandparlays.net by clicking the handicapper tab, clicking his name, Joe Duffy, and you'll find that he sells a 30-day package for three for three forty nine. Get all of his plays from all the sports he handicaps major league baseball playoffs. We got NFL, college football. The NBA will be in play as it begins on Tuesday. And so check it out there at picksandparlays.net. Use the coupon code Tony T. We'll save you 15% off at checkout. All right, uh, Joe's hanging around. We got Friday college football to talk about. So those of you watching us live, hang on. We're resetting the show. Those of you listening or watching us on segments, check the timeline. Joe Duffy, college football. We'll be right back. Sports Pick Info, NFL Picks Predictions, Ben Information, week number seven. I'm your host, Tony T. We got Alex Smart here, ready to talk some NFL, as we're into week seven of the season, guys, reminder, the best place to listen to our podcast over on Apple iTunes. If you would, in that search box, type in Sports Big Info and subscribe. Download, rate, and view. We greatly appreciate it. All our shows broadcast live on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Channel ID, Sports Big Info. Segment today is brought to you by PicksandParlays.net. We can find the top cappers in the nation posting their plays individually on a guaranteed win basis. Leaderboards and more showcasing top cappers. But let's go ahead and bring them in right now. Uh, Alex Smart, who posts over at PicksandParlays.net. Alex, how are things going today? Good, Big Tony. How's everybody? Everything's going great. Uh, we're moving into NFL week number uh, seven action. As uh, you know, some teams now got to start are starting to feel the heat. And these are two of the teams right here that are feeling it right now: Chargers and Titans. T- Tennessee at home laying two total forty-one. You know, LA has won nine of ten against the Titans. When you go back and look at their history head-to-head, covering eight with one push, but they've lost four of five with offensive struggles. Losses at home to the Steelers and Broncos. Marcus Mariota hits the bench for Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill to get the start. But Titans, too, have lost four or five. And they're having struggles scoring. So t- two teams in kind of identical situations here. But Tennessee, the home team, laying two, total 41. Yeah, you know, uh, football's a business. And you can see we're in a contract year for Mariota. And there he goes on the bench. So what's that tell you? And, you know, what does that do to the confidence of some of his teammates? And I look at that game and I really, I've got, I've got my worries about Tennessee right now. Yeah, no doubt about that. And you know, I'm going to ask you a question, Alex, here is your professional better. I've heard this uttered from people. If I see home teams favored uh, two points or less, I'm afraid to bet on them because the line makers, I don't think they're that good of a team if they're favored by two points or less. How do you respond? How do you look at that? Well, I, I think there are, uh, you know, I've seen long-term trends on that. And uh, the long-term trends uh, detonate something at 50, 50 or 51% on the road team. So, I mean, it's a 50-50. It's still a 50-50 um, shot at, you know, right. at, at hitting it. You know, uh, you know I, I mean, I'm sure there's, there's tighteners on that. And um, when, I, when, I look at, when I look at the situation, like, the lines makers, uh, you know, l- let me just uh, go back here a second. The lines makers are extremely talented. They're only going to shift the line because um, off their initial offering because of respect for uh big time betters yeah not public so yeah. you know we have to maybe we have to discern who's 
why the line moved and, you know, why it's at two and a half or, you know, or why it opened at two and a half. Like, when you, yeah. when you see a line go from three to two and a half, I've, I've heard people say, oh, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not afraid to take the underdog at two and a half because they're trying to get me to take the, the, the favorite. I hear that a lot in the, when the line goes from three to two and a half. Yeah, you know, you know, I think I think that's that is true. Um, but, you know, once again, I mean, we're talking about, um, you know, what was Vegas? What was Vegas built on? You know, it wasn't built on um, on this side of the counter. So, you know, or, or you know, it's, it was built on this side of the counter and us, us losing more than they're winning. So, you know, you have to respect these lines either way. And you have to you have to come at you know, this is my my perspective, of course, you have to come at every line. um in a different way, in every game in a different way. And I don't think it depends really too much on the line. That's, that's my perspective. Anyway. All right. We continue here with Alex Smart. We've got a nice one here. Saints and Bears. Chicago laying three and a half total assists at 38. Of course, Bears coming off that bye week after a loss to the Raiders in London. Mitchell Trubisky looks to be back under center. New Orleans defense, boy, have they greatly aided this team with Drew Brees' absence to injury. It's a four-game win streak for New Orleans. Now, you know, uh, we look here at this one here. Bears laying three and a half. Uh, total 38 uh, coming off the bye after a loss to the Raiders Saints uh, with a win streak. How do you see this one? Well, you know, at, at this point now, because of recency bias, we obviously have a lot of backers who would, you know, support um, Teddy Bridgewater and company because, I mean, of how well he's done. But now I think there's maybe some overvalue on um, New Orleans. And this is this line is not far-fetched for Chicago, in my opinion. So, you know. Three and a half is not, you know, your your ultimate line because you know we have the hook there. But at three points or better, I mean, you can't you can't beat that line. I really believe Chicago is the superior team overall. All right, continue here with Alex Smart as we take a look here at NFL Week Number Seven. We've got a good one here with the next game. We got uh, lined up as we take a look here at the contest: Ravens and Seahawks. Seattle here laying three total, forty-eight and a half. Baltimore has failed to cover five of six, and you were on it, man. You said this team was this defense looked like it was gonna was was going to uh, burn out, play, playing at a high level. We've seen them uh, not doing well against the spread. They've beaten up on the bottom tier, but on their schedule, and now Seattle, they're now a run and throw team equally. You know, before it was a a, a big variance between their run and pass. They're a rushing team, but now they've evened out. They run and throw equally. Uh, they carry the, the uh, three game win streak here after that road win at Cleveland last week, and I thought that was an interesting win because Cleveland was really coming off a down game at San Francisco. They, it was one of those games that really had to make it set a message. But Seattle was able to to, to to get their best and still come away with the win. So uh, Seahawks at home laying three total sits at forty eight and a half. You know uh, that game was. It, it just goes to show you what a tradition of winning will do, and there hasn't been a tradition of winning in Cleveland for a long time. We're talking about that game last week. And uh, Cleveland did everything except commit suicide right there on the field in front of a national audience, you know, from a proverbial standpoint, because, I mean, it was it was nasty. Uh, I mean, I, I, I've never you know, I can't remember seeing a, the, that's one of the weirdest games I've seen uh, in a long time. I, did, did you watch any? Yeah, that yeah, game? I watched that. That was crazy. I just Swings. thought that game was crazy. Yeah. So anyway, um uh, there, that's what tradition of losing will do for you, and you get used to it. And I don't care what kind of talent they have on the field. I, you know, I said this uh, from day one. Uh, Cleveland has some issues. Seattle now in their in their second of back to back road games going here. I don't know. Uh, Baltimore may have caught their second breath now and may be ready for another surge here through the middle part of this campaign before they, <laughs> before they run out of gas late again. I don't know. That's 
That's what that's the way I'm looking at it right now. All right, continue here with Alex Smart as uh, we looked at some of the contests. I just want to go with some of these line moves with you, Alex. Oakland Green Bay open seven and a half. Green Bay favorite. Now we're seeing a line move. I'm seeing uh, Green Bay minus five, minus five and a half. Uh, that short week Monday night, or is, is it the Raiders coming off the bye week? So one of those weird spots that really helps the Raiders off the bye week. Green Bay a short week. Yeah, they're you know they're fresh. Uh, it's off a of bye week. Uh, two straight road underdog wins. Uh, three straight wins all together. Um, you know, hey, man, Oakland uh, on their way to Vegas might be uh, going to say, a, you know, a real, real interesting farewell to uh, the uh, San Francisco Bay Area here this year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. We've seen a, a switch of favorites to Detroit minus one. Now it's Minnesota minus two, but minus one at one book uh, called Pinnacle. I know people talk, look at Pinnacle a lot and they like to look for that variance. But uh, we see here in Minnesota now a favorite uh, once an underdog. Yeah, uh, Minnesota deserves to be a favorite uh, just in, in most games they play. In my opinion, they are my um, one of my top power ranking uh, teams right now, and uh, I give them a lot of respect, always. Texans at Colts, another switch of favorite here. Tucson was a point favorite. Now the Colts favored by one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, the Colts are a team that, I, that I'm sort of neutral on. I, I can't get a grasp on that team. Are you, are you able to really um, – it's their, well, I think they've gone through all those injuries. And it's yeah. hard to tell, you know, when you have one out, but then you have the cluster injuries, that's when it gets real tricky. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. And I'm, I'm just sort of like neutral right now with Indianapolis. Anything to do with Indianapolis, I'm neutral. Here was one Arizona, the Giants. Giants were laying a point. Now they're laying three at home against Arizona. Uh, Arizona's shown they can go on the road and be competitive. They covered against Baltimore. Giants uh, have extra rest after getting beaten. Failing to cover against the Patriots here, but the Giants now up to a field goal favorite. Yeah, that's that's a, that's an interesting game in Arizona. That's an interest. They've they've done some interesting stuff this week in uh, Atlanta. Poor Atlanta last week, 34-33 losers. I mean, um, but hey, kudos to Arizona for for coming back. What will they do this week? It's hard to say. I, I say they fall flat on their faces, but we'll see. This Jacksonville Cincinnati game was interesting because it opened Jacksonville four and a half, but it was at three on Sunday, and it was three for a couple of days. But we've just seen recent movement now back near the opening line of four, four and a half. So, and this totals come down to a four, a full four points here. So, uh, interesting movement here with this Jacksonville Cincinnati game. Yeah, there's some very respected sharp money coming in here on the under, and uh, that's and that's where the books, you know. That's when the books will change. They won't. They won't change anything on public perceptions. That's for sure. Yeah, they probably yeah. think and that even the balance of the books, they won't. Yeah. Jacksonville's defense. You got to respect that effort. Holding the, the, I think realize that you know the Saints only scored thirteen points on that Jacksonville defense. Yeah. You know? So they, I think something that's something yeah. something they look at there. Uh, of course, um, another one uh, looking at here was this Philadelphia Dallas game, which I find interesting here because. Uh, is, I don't know, maybe this might be the get well game. You know, Eagles, we saw what happened to them in Minnesota. This one opened three. Now we're starting to see the two and a halfs in some places. Dallas favored two and a half. The totals inched up a little bit, up to 49. Of course, we know the Eagles have their, their issues defensively, especially, uh, you know, against, uh, against passing teams. We saw that against the Vikes. So back to back road games here. Dallas has been really good against the NFC uh, East. I think they're now, what, 12 and 2 ATS and straight up against the division. So, uh, uh, interesting here to see the line go down to two and a half with Dallas. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I kind of do like Philadelphia. If I was going to take, I'm not, I'm not on this game because it's a, a wait and see game for me. But I like Philadelphia. There's something wrong with Dallas, um, other than you know, you know the obvious. I should say 
there's something wrong with Dallas. And um, I, I'm not I'm, I'm not a backer of them right now. And I know the public always is. This is America's team. And uh, you have to be very wary of line moves with, with Dallas games. Because you know, despite of what I said about, you know, the um, the books only respect sharp money. They also understand um, the amount of money that they have coming in from public betters on a game like this. And it, it being a late, it's uh, it's the last game of the, the night, right? Uh, Sunday night, last Sunday night game, last one yeah. taken off. Yeah, so, you know. That, that one's interesting. That's why I think I'm laying off of it, just because Dallas is involved in this Sunday night primetime event. It's tough to, to bet for a public. I would think a public, it's tough for them to bet anyone favored who's lost three straight. Yeah, I, I you know, really. But, you know, it's, it's, it's it. there you go. I mean, here we go. I mean, it is America's team and uh, no joke. Yep. And, and the Monday night game has seen very little movement since the opener. New England opened nine and a half, up to 10 in some places. Total 43. We even saw 44. And in some places here. So uh, Darnold comes back for the Jets. They get the win against Dallas. Of course, New England. Remember when they first met? It should have ended 30 nothing. But, of course, special team touchdown. The pick six against the backup. Of course, and uh, Jets covered that one. But Jets usually play well at home against New England. Uh, some people see they're starting to see some worse with this Patriots team. You know, Brady starting to look uh, less and less mobile around the pocket. He wasn't mobile to begin with. But this doesn't seem to have this, the leg speed and the reaction. That kind of goes with 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 older age. So, uh, yeah. you know, as we know, yeah. the Patriots here laying some points against the Jets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were talking about that before. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Uh, like I always say, Father Time is undefeated. I don't care how great Tom Brady is. Uh, Father Time is undefeated, and you can start to see. Uh, you know, we're in the late rounds of this fight. And uh, the undefeated guys coming on strong. You can watch Brady deteriorate. Maybe I, I, I personally, I you know, I, I hate to say stuff like this so early in the season, but anybody wants to take any bets on New England not winning the uh, Super Bowl this year, I'm there for you. <laughs> All right, sports big info here, joined by Alex Smart. We take a look here at the NFL, and of course, I'm telling you that defense for the Patriots has been pretty good. Yeah, that's the that 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 is a you know a key point, but. Uh, that, that might get them into the playoffs and probably will. And it'll probably, I, you know what, uh, this is a big mistake. And this is a mistake that, you know, I have made in the past. And that is uh, doubting Tom Brady. Okay. But I'm willing to knock my head on the wall again. And, you know, it's just because of the age. And yeah. you can see it. I think this was the first time, the first time in 13 seasons, a couple of games back, we had his lowest conversion rate, you know, so uh, passer rating yeah. and everything else. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep, that was it. It was bailed out by the defense. Now, if that would have been a blowout, they would say, that's it. You know, if, if, if the defense wasn't yeah. on that game, well, Tom Brady's washed up. That's it. You know, that's, that's what, the, but when you keep winning, they you know the defense bails you out. It, it disguises and masks some of those, uh, it really masks a lot of your, 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 the issues they have, the weaknesses. Well, you know, the same thing was like, he's, he's not too banged up. And that's, that's the good thing about it. But I, I, I don't know if you remember when, uh, Peyton, you know, came to the end of his career and, you know, just a year before, I mean, he was a god. He was still a god, and then just like that, overnight, you know, injuries did, you know, play a factor. But, I mean, uh, the injury started to play a factor because he was slowing down and getting hammered a lot harder, and that's what I worry about this season with Brady. Yeah, so, and whenever you go through a major injury, like, remember Brady had his knee, right? It's ACL tear, right? The, that's right, exactly. The ACL tear. Now, yeah, he's a healthy 100%, but uh, what does that feel like when you're in your 40s? Does, that, right. does it fully heal? Too. What's the scar tissue? 
does, do you really feel, are you really a hundred percent after the surgery like that? You got to wonder. You, I don't. You're not. You're not good as new. Oh, this this is not. This is this is not good as new. You're just basically getting just a patch. Really? I mean, I mean, it's 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 there's healing going on, but you're never a hundred percent after something like that. Absolutely. You know, the thing about it is physically, I'm sure there are a lot of ailments that we don't hear about. You know, they cover them up pretty well. But his mind's still sharp, and uh, you know. But, you know, his physical attributes will, will slow down as compared to the way his mind's going to work, you know. And I think that and that's I think they're still fairly equal. You know, they're sort of in that range. But when one goes above the other, when it's just his mind doing all the work, then I think we're, you know, it's it's going to be over. I, you know, you, you hate to knock. You know, we were talking about, I think, last season. I'm not really sure. I think we we're talking about, lower, you know, changing the subject just for a second about LeBron James. And he's going now into that period of time where most NBA players start to go downhill, right? Yeah. Great basketball player, but I mean, you, know, you have to understand, you know, I, I'm repeating myself again, but father time is undefeated, yeah. and that's what we're facing. Yep, yep, that's right. And of course, a lot of expectations here for the Lakers is uh, they got LeBron James and Anthony Davis. We'll see how that how that works out. Of course, uh, the yeah. Patriots, as we talked about here with, with uh, Tom Brady, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. One thing we that's noticed with, with, with Peyton Manning, it was really easy to tell because the arm strength. He wasn't, he wasn't going deep with his throws, and you could see that it was taking longer for those balls to hit the receivers. And the defenders were able to get back and, and deflect the ball in completions. And of course, that forced uh, you know Peyton Manning to overthrow some targets because, hey, if they're catching up to the ball, I don't want it to be a pick. Uh, so you can start to see it there with, with those long, with those deep throws. That's kind of the that's when you can pick, pick, pick it out. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for them to be more, more constant because I've seen a few of them already this year. But, well, you know, Gronk's gone, and everybody said, you know, I think uh, Brady had a chip on his shoulder, and so did Belichick, because there were some doubters going into the season. Oh, Gronk's gone. You know, Gronk, one player, is going to make a difference in this team. So I think the, the team right now, they're playing as a team, and that makes a big difference. And I think, you know, it's not that New England is not a very, very good football team and that they are not capable of going to a Super Bowl. I just don't think – I think there are some better prospects out there, and we will see that here – from this week on, we're going to start to notice that. That's this. You know, these are my projections, my my concepts. Yeah. The NFL changes a lot in November, mid-November, December. It's a totally different game. It comes down to you know the scrimmage, the trenches. You start to see the running backs, uh, the big run plays, and of course, getting first downs. Who can get the ball under five minutes and get enough first downs where you don't give the ball back to the opponent? Uh, that right. time, that's when the run game comes into play, and running backs are featured in that in those months more. That's right, and I think that's why and that's why I'm looking at Green Bay as having a special team this season. If they can get healthy with their uh, wide receiver options, uh, I think their running game is going to take a lot of pressure off Aaron Rodgers in key spots here uh, down the stretch drive. So that's right, no, no doubt about that. Can offenses finally win games without having to kick the uh, punt the ball in the, in the in the final minutes of games? That's where that's yeah. where that's what I mean. To me, that's where I identify. You don't have to worry about backdoor touchdowns and stuff like that when your offense can get those critical third downs. Uh, conversions in in the final minutes of games with the lead. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you know, it's funny when I there was a few years back, and I I I don't know how long ago this was. And I constantly you watch NBA games, and NBA games were constantly more often than not decided in the fourth quarter. We're you know just generally speaking, we're not saying all NBA games, but it was a, enough where it was in your mind. You know what I mean? You you felt, geez, another fourth quarter game, another last five minutes situation here, and uh, you know the NFL has turned into a, a league that's exactly that it's yeah. it's constant generally speaking fourth quarter you you're sitting at the half and that's where halftime betters have an advantage nfl is one of those leagues that halftime betters definitely 
have an advantage if they if they play their cards right, of course. You know. And I, I hate to bring up the officiating, but it just seems like human nature here. Whenever there's a blowout, it just seems to me that the 50-50 calls go in favor of the team that's behind, hoping that the game becomes more competitive for the viewer. Yeah, and you know what? This is a problem. It's, you know, I'm not going to get into a political conversation, but I will say one thing. This is a business. The NFL is a business. The NBA is a business. And uh, these profits are made not just by individual teams, but by the league. And what does the league want to see? And, you know, I have never seen so many bad calls. And, you know, and now they've got the, – they're to the point now with uh, the NFL, even college football, well, they'll sit a referee off to the side or officiating specialist, they call them, off to the side, and he'll sit there and he'll tell you what you saw. And you know what you saw, <laughs> but he's going to tell you exactly what you saw. And, you know, it, it scares the heck out of me. It's like, you know, what the heck is going on Especially here? when those guys have earpieces. <laughs> <laughs> someone, yeah. Good point. Be careful. Beware the earpiece. That's what you yeah. got to beware of. Sports Pick Info here. Joined by Alex Smart here, guys. Segment today was brought to you by picksandparlays.net, where all the top cappers in the nation post their plays individually on a guarantee to win bases, leaderboards, and more. Right now, you can find uh, Alex Smart top in baseball. So if you're looking for some help in Major League Baseball playoffs, you can check that out. Uh, Alex is uh, documented number one. Also, he posts a lot, all his plays over picksandparlays.net, NFL, college football, NBA will be in action, NHL as well. And I know, uh, Alex, you posted NHL. Any thoughts so far from this early season? This, are we seeing the scoring up? How do we? How do you see it so far? Yeah, well, the teams like Nashville that were always uh, predominantly defensive are starting out pretty wild, you know, back and forth. I think the average combined score of their games were 8.5 goals per game now. So that sort of tells you the trajectory of where I think the league's going. You know, I keep on giving these offensive speeches about how I think all leagues, all pro leagues uh, are going are going to go up in scoring. And then, like I said, it's just about entertainment value. So, yes, absolutely. I, I look at the NHL, and I think they're, it's going to change. And, you know, they've already changed it. You know, yeah. like, you know, the fighting is pretty well gone and everything else. So, you know. So, yeah. so uh, when they widen the goal, when they widen the goal, how, how much of an impact do you think that had when they widen that goal? Well, they they widen the goal, and then I think they have new pad rules. Padding, yeah, yeah. So you know, um, I guess we're going to find out. We're going to find out as the season goes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, the NHL. Of course, uh, we're seeing a lot of scoring now in the NHL, and, and everyone's yeah. looking for speed. I mean, this this is the yeah. slow teams. I mean, what, what 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 what's going on? I know the Kings had, had that Suter system for a long time, and it's a totally it's, it looks totally disorganized on defense for LA. I mean, is that what it is? I mean, it just I mean, like I said, Jonathan Quick's turned into Mario Lassard overnight. Well, you know, there's not too many things like you know, like it's funny. The East is starting to get more defensive. The West uh, is starting to get more offensive. I don't know where the heck things are going. Sometimes, uh, you know, you've got teams like the Islanders that can't score at all, so it really doesn't matter. I guess it depends on your on your uh, talent base and um, you know, and that's the direction you're going to take obviously. And, uh, but if you've got the offensive players and that's what people want to watch, like if you've got like Sidney Crosby's and uh, Malkins and guys like that in your lineup, I mean, you know, you're going to play a, an offensive style game and that will, that still can win you Stanley Cup. So here's a term that I grew up with and it, it, it almost sounded like a negative and they would call a defenseman's, Offensive defensemen are, are these are all defensemen now offensive defensemen? Is that what it is or what? What is it like? No, I, no. I, I don't think so. I think we still have, I think we still have that, you know, that uh, 
that shutdown defenseman, you know, the big six foot five guy that, you know, just crushes you on the boards type thing. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of, there's, you know what, there's, but there's no one standout offensive defenseman. Uh, I think anymore in the league, I think there's, it's, there's a multiple amount, uh, multiple uh, scores of these guys out there. Yeah, so. yeah. I think if they let Dowdy become more offensive, he could be one of them. It seems like Dowdy's the only one that can spark the team for the Kings. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. He's yeah. on the ice so long. Yeah, they love they love that guy. They trust him with the puck, and they trust him on the ice. And uh, he is, I think, he's their most consistent player. Yeah. So you know, so yeah, the the league is you know it's, it's an international league now, and you you know they're even talking a little bit. I heard I heard some ring around about about opening up the rinks a little bit, but I don't think that's a great idea myself. So you know, you know the uh, international rinks are bigger. Yeah. I've never seen. Yeah. Oh yeah. But that would. It's going to be tough because of some of these, some of the configurations of these arenas. I think they said that MSJ, they, they they put so many seats next to these. Well, they can't do it. Obviously, they have to construct it. They'd have to basically change the configuration of these arenas. And that's, that again, that's going to increase, decrease your capacity. And uh, for hockey, will you do that for hockey? I don't know. That's the question. Yeah, or why, why don't you make it? Okay. There's not enough. Yeah. It's, it's not worth it. It's not worth Or Or you can do the baseball where not every configuration is different. Yeah, that's true too. You know, yeah, yeah, that's actually an idea. You yeah, know, I'm sure. So I'm sure yeah. yeah, interesting. There, sports begin. We'll here joined by Alex Smart. We're talking here uh, 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 sports here. Alex, uh, of course, uh, posts all his plays at picksandprizes.net. If you like NHL, MLB playoffs, NBA is on the right. I'm going to come here, and on Tuesday we're ready to tip it off here. And of course, the uh, college basketball another month away. Pick up his plays over at picksandparlays.net where the top cappers in the nation post their plays individually on a guarantee to win bases, leaderboards, and more. Showcase the top cappers. Use that coupon code 20T. will save you 15% off at checkout. You can pick up a 30-day package from Alex for $349. Get all of his plays from all the sports he casts. We talked about NFL, college football, MLB, NBA, NHL. Three forty nine gets you everything, and uh, no hidden, no hidden costs, no hidden plays. Everything he posts is yours for thirty days, and use that coupon code twenty t fifteen percent off at checkout. All right, Alex, it's always great having you show. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. Stay healthy, Tony. All right, you too, buddy. Right, I'll keep, I'll keep my memory. All right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'll try to too. All right, Alex. Alex Spart here on Sports Pick Info. All right, guys. Uh, if you missed it, Alex did an uh, Alex. Well, he did the NFL segment. We had. Uh, uh, Joe Duffy on some MLB and college football for Friday. So if you happen to miss that segment, check the timeline. Joe Duffy, MLB and college football tomorrow. Well, more action here. We got Chip Trimis, more college football and baseball. Tony T, talk to you tomorrow. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.